0: Welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo Podcast. Mommy Oyoyo is a platform for the modern African woman to talk about anything and everything related to motherhood in today's world. Join me, Berry Dakara, every week as we tackle the good, the bad, the ugly, the highs, the lows, the wins, the losses, and everything else in between. Mommy Oyoyo is your plug for real life gist and experiences about being a mother African style. Hi guys so I do need to note that there were some sound issues and internet issues on the day that we recorded this particular episode so the sound quality is a little bit meh and I apologize in advance for that please bear with me um, the following recording for next week is a lot better but please 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 Bear with me on today's episode. And also, you need to listen up until the end of the episode for a very special discount that Olori Coitus is giving to the Mommy Oyo Yo audience. Make sure you listen to the end of the episode so you can find out what that discount is and how to get it. Hello, and welcome to the Mommy Oyo podcast. I am your girl, Berry. And you know what they say about berries. The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. This is episode 46, not 69. (laughs) I had to throw that in there. In this episode, we will be having a stimulating, titillating, Fascinating, thrilling, tantalizing conversation with Sexpert Olori Coitus. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm sure you guys are like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> Listen, maybe I'm just trying to you know audition for you know uh, a voice acting position or something you never you never know you never know who's listening to this podcast um but anyway, yes, I am gonna be having a discussion um in this episode with yessie day who is you know a sex expert sex educator a sex um not a sex therapist but um sex coach i guess. Um and her brand is called Oloricoitus and the reason why I wanted to speak with her was because well, different reasons, but some of them include that um African women as mothers are kind of not supposed to be sexy. Somehow like there's this thing where it almost seems as if being sexy is reserved for single woman or, you know, a woman who doesn't have children. But then by the time you have children, it's like, Oh no, you're supposed to like be demure and be at home. And you can be demure and also sexy. I have to put that out there. But, um, I wanted to talk to her about that. And then there's also the, the thing where, you know, a lot of us women, we get married, we have children, and then we kind of seem to lose ourselves. We seem to lose our sexuality and, you know, the things that used to make us feel sexy, like we kind of want to hide or maybe we're too busy taking care of children, taking care of homes, working, all of that. So I wanted to talk to her about some of these things, um, I should let you guys know that it's a two part conversation. Um, yesterday was very, very gracious enough to speak with me twice. Um, in this episode, she's going to be answering my questions, um, about you know how to reclaim your sexuality as a woman, um, how to, like, if you have a low libido and your husband has, or your partner has a high libido, like how, you know, yeah, how to, um, how to mesh them. And in the next episode, which will be part two of our conversation, she's going to address questions that. I received from some of you, Mommy Oyoyo audience members. So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. I'm pretty sure that you will. And um, I I wanted to also say that you should kind of take it with a grain of salt. Um, She might say some things or I might say some things that you may not agree with. And that's fine. You guys know that... um, And on on the Mommy Oyo Podcast, like, I don't judge. I like to hear other people's opinions. And not not all of us will agree on everything, and that is fine. But just kind of be open-minded when you listen to this episode and the, um, the next one in part two. So let me just stop talking now so that you guys can listen to. I know you don't want to hear my voice again. I know it's yesterday you want to hear. So, okay, <laughs> let's listen to yesterday, aka Olori Coitus, as she talks to us about sex and motherhood as an African woman.
1: Hi, yesterday. Hello, Barry. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Thank
0: you very much for being on the podcast. I'm so excited for our conversation that we're going to have today. Everyone, you guys are going to enjoy our conversation. But before we get into it, I have to say that my daughter is in the background. She woke up very early. And so you might hear her or hear her
1: baby bus, which
0: is very annoying. But hey, hey look, uh, um,
1: we're in unprecedented times. What are we going to do without kids? I'm sure you right. will probably hear my daughter um, knocking on the door very soon as well.
0: <laughs> no problem but uh yeah so yesterday is here She's gonna be, we're gonna be talking about sex okay we're gonna be let's talk about sex <laughs> let's hey. talk about you and me <laughs> all the sex <laughs> <laughs> uh but before we get into it though yesterday could you please tell us a little bit about yourself what you do your family life uh side hustles all of that good stuff
1: so um i run uh a, an a sexual wellness enterprise okay so my name is yesterday i am a sex Educator, a sexual health educator, a sex coach. Um, I guess you can coin all that up and say I'm a sex expert. Uh, I run Uluri Coitus. I am also known as Uluri Coitus, which literally is the Latin. is the Yoruba and Latin combination. Uluri means queen. Coitus is a Latin word for sex. So I'm the queen of sex. I <laughs> run Olori Coitus, which is a sexual health. Um, wellness enterprise, I do sexual coaching one-on-one with couples and individuals. I work um, with groups, I run workshops, all just towards you know helping people harness the inner power and vibrance of their spirit, showing them that their desires are valid and that sexual pleasure is their birthright. Literally, that's what I do. Um, I also um, have a nine to five where I work in community HIV response, I run Ileke D, which is a waist bead and body adornments um, company where we make waist beads, anklets, bracelets, and just all around body adornments, traditional, but with um, a luxury twist for the modern woman. And in my family life, I am a mom to a three-year-old daughter, Um, I'm married. And um, yeah, she keeps me on my toes a lot, especially during these, times of quarantine it has been a very wonderful but interesting and um experience trying to combine everything under one roof. so yeah i can
0: definitely understand that it's really really challenging um being a mom um staying home with your child and yeah i don't think nobody really foresaw this coming but hey we do the best that we can right (laughs) do what we have to do i
1: also appreciate this time um i don't know that i would ever get or i would have ever gotten to be able to spend this amount of copious time with her like and just getting to really i I don't want to say i didn't know my kid but spending this time like literally like 24 hours in a out constantly has really just um it's been a blessing even though it's been tough i won't even lie but it's been interesting just watching her like every day and every hour it, it's, been, it's been an interesting
0: uh, journey but yeah i totally get it thank you for telling us about yourself um let's get into the interview since guys this is the second take but hopefully um i have the audio from the first take as well but so let's get into my questions first things first
1: all right Your moms
0: <laughs> we moms um before we become mothers, um, I don't know. I think we all, I, 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 I'm hoping that everyone's having like great sex and all of that, and all of that stuff. Um, but then um, the majority of women, uh, the experience changes after having children. You know, there's a lower sex drive. Um, you're feeling uncomfortable about your new body. There's losing confidence, lose vagina, all of that stuff that happens. And sex kind of seems to wane. Um, can you speak to the woman who has experienced some of these changes, um, after having children and who feels like she has lost her mojo? Like how can she get her pre-baby sexuality back?
1: I think that, um, women tend for a lot of women, our sexuality is wrapped or comes to us in the context of somebody else. Um, before we, we've ne- we never really experienced our sexuality by ourselves before sharing it with somebody else like if you ask most women if i ask you for example what is your first memory of you know sex or sexuality it was probably in the context of it with somebody else and that is something that affects us all through our lives because for a woman who has had a baby, obviously your body is going to change. And I think also there's this idea, we don't really, nobody really speaks to that, that, you know, after, when you, when you get pregnant or after you have a baby, there are changes that are going to occur to your body, to your desire levels that you, so you're not really expecting it. You're expecting what you expect. Everybody talks about the snapback, you know, the physical snapback, and you expect that the emotional and mental snapback is just as quick. So you think that you're gonna have the baby, drop the baby, and then if you were having sex 10 times a day or you know five times a week with your partner before you had the baby, now that you've had the baby, you expect to be able to go back to that. And when you don't, or when you don't even feel like it, you start to think that there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You've just gone through 10 months of incubation, literally incubating a whole human being inside. There have been a whole bunch of hormones that have come in gone through your body so now these hormones are gonna be as you're going into the postpartum period the hormones are starting to you know leave and shift and then you also have to understand that you're now taking care of a whole human being that takes mental physical emotional energy so a lot of times sex gets pushed in the background and it becomes the last thing on your to-do list um if you start if you're feeling like you're not really into it maybe you you feel like you don't have enough energy or you're starting to feel a lot of self, um, self-awareness thinking that your vagina is looser. The whole idea of a looser vagina is really a myth. Of course, your vagina is gonna stretch when you are um, giving birth to a baby. I mean, look at your baby. Even the smallest babies, think about their size of their heads and their shoulders. They come out of a vagina. And um, when they do, your vagina has stretched to occupy that. But just the way your mouth stretches to occupy like huge amounts of food your vagina stretches, but it's elastic. It's a muscle. It's going to come back. It doesn't become slack like an elastic tape and just hangs out. You know, over time, when you do key goals and you um, within, usually about six months, the vagina will go back. And here we're talking, we're assuming that every woman is going to, you know, push a baby out of her vagina. There are women who have C-sections as well, and that doesn't put as much of a strain on your vagina. Yes, but it's still a lot. And you still might not really feel like you want to, you know, have sex at that time. And it's okay. Give yourself that, you know, give yourself that grace doctors tell you, you know, six, six weeks before you can, um, have sex. And usually that's because they don't, um, the cervix is still open and you don't want to, um, get any infections in your, um, uterus and all of that. But sometimes you might need more than six weeks and that's okay. Like, I think the most important thing is communication communication with your partner letting them know how you feel letting them know what you need sometimes the reason you don't feel sexy is because you have been in your pajamas all day and you have been you know taking care of the baby and all of that and you haven't given yourself self-care so if you need somebody to take the baby watch the baby so that you can even just get yourself you know watch a movie just take that time an hour or two to just be you and not be mom um, does a lot. Okay. I think I just rambled on and on, but No, you didn't <laughs> No you didn't.
0: Thank you very much for that. Um my next question now is and it kind of touches on what you said at the tail end about communicating with your partner. Um so Africans generally like to keep sex talk under wraps like you know us women we're supposed to be demure and like not sexual really until you actually like get married and everyone's expecting to have a child. How am I gonna have a child if I'm not having sex? right? Um, but we don't get much sex education. And it's kind of like we're supposed to just know what to do, how to do it, when to do it. You um, have women who like have never had orgasms. They don't know what they like. They can't speak up. They can't tell their partners what they like. Um, how can we as women learn about our sexuality, how to use it, how to communicate what we like and how a have healthy sexual
1: relationship with our partners? That's, that's that's a, a jam question. question. That is a jam pack question. I need to I need to go back to the beginning. Um and I think you said how can women um I guess what you're literally just asking is how do we discover our sexual selves and then communicate that with yes. someone. Um one of the basic one of the major pillars of, you know, healthy sexuality is um introspection. So That is where, that's the first part of your question, which is how do we get to know ourselves? It's understanding what you want sexually. You remember that at the beginning of our discussion, I said most women's sexuality is learnt or discovered in the context of another human being. Um, With men, it's usually the reverse. Men tend to discover their sexuality on their own. Um, When I mean on their own, I mean, usually they have been masturbating before they even got to, you know, be with, a woman, Um, most women, it's the opposite. So we've never had any sexual experience and our first sexual experience is with a man or not a man, but if you get what I mean, or with somebody else. And because of that, we never really get to take time to understand what our bodies want sexually. So I always encourage women, and this is always like a debated topic, Um, whenever I say this, but I encourage women to masturbate. I encourage women to explore masturbation. And if you are, maybe you feel like this is against maybe like your religious or moral, um, standing. If you are, if you look at it in the context of, I'm trying to understand what I like, so I can then share that with my man, you know, I think that that is really, that, that is a really big key because a lot of women my never orgasm because they don't even know what is going to take them to orgasm. And then they don't, they get in, um, in a relationship with the man and then they're having sex and they expect him to know what to do. And then you hear things like he couldn't even give me an orgasm. It's not his job to give you an orgasm. Is he a mind reader? Is he a babalao? How is he going to be able to know exactly what your body and what you need if you don't tell him? it's like Barry, you say yesterday, come to my house. And I say, okay, great. Where's your house? You say, Oh, it's in Lagos. Great. And that's all you have to tell me. How do I get to your house? I don't know, but it's in Lagos. Don't worry. Just keep coming. You'll find it. That's literally what women are telling their partners to do. Right. They're telling the man, you know, I want an orgasm. I want to have sex with you. Okay, so how, like, what do you like? Do you like it soft? Do you like it harder? Do you want, you know, like direct touch on your clitoris or do you want it more around the area? Do you like your nipples being stroked? What are your erogenous zones? Is your scalpel part of your body? Is that your sweet spot? You know, is it the back of your ear? You don't know because you haven't discovered it. And so, but you expect him to know. And then you're disappointed when he doesn't. I think sometimes that in and of itself is, um, it's really a tough or you're giving the person a really uphill battle. So why don't we make it easier? Discover what you like. Sometimes I have this thing, it's called, um, and I'm not the only one who does it. There are a lot of people who have started it, which is called a pleasure mapping guide. Um, usually when people sign up for my, um, my mailing list, that's the first thing they get. I send it to them as a free gift. And it's just a guide to show you, to help you discover your body's erogenous zones. You can do it by yourself and you can do it with your partner. Uh, And this really just helps you discover the parts of your body that are really sensitive to touch. Because we focus too much on the genitals, you know, breast and the the vulva or the penis. But your body is a whole host of nerves and nerve endings. And You can discover that, like, for example, the back of your thighs is where it's really sensitive. For some people, it could even just be their elbow. You don't know until you try. So discover the parts of your body that are sensitive to touch, you know, and how you like it. Sometimes it's even context. Sometimes it's, look, I'm not, I don't like having sex at night. It's not my thing. I, no matter what I try, I'm too tired, I'm too this. So maybe then you change and you start having sex in the morning. You know, we have all these preconceived ideas that we should sex should be this way but there are no real rules the only rule is consent as long as you and the person you're with have consented to this and you're not hurting each other against your will you know it's your playground so take those notions off and it will really really come in play and then learning how to communicate that is another kettle of fish but that's also really really essentially really important because because communication is like lubrication. so yeah
0: thank you very much and listen ladies well and some gentlemen see if you're a gentleman and you know me do not use this against me okay because see the my, the back of my neck back, my whole entire neck jesus you can kidnap me just by kissing my neck
1: <laughs> i mean see and that's the thing you know that so now you can communicate you know so like when you're with someone and you're like oh hey this is like you know a guy don't even don't all that, all that um, stuff you're doing, just my neck, just, you know, you can point them to the right place and in the right direction.
0: Thank you for that. So definitely um, know what your pleasure zones are, know what you like and um, communicate that with your partner. Should it be like direct communication, like in the middle of
1: it or before, after, I think, I think communication is one of those doors that once you open it, you can communicate before, after, during, um, and I think you should always just look at context. I mean, while you're having sex, for example, if some, if he's touching, say, you know, like sometimes, for example, maybe he's touching directly on your clitoral hood and that's just too much pressure and too much sensation for you. And what you really want is on the side, you need to tell him right there, Either tell him with your mouth or move his hand, you know, away from there, move it to where you want him to touch, you know. You can say, oh, no, don't touch me there and stuff like that. Why are you doing that? Because otherwise you're just suffering and you're just going to suffer through that whole experience for no reason. It's also really great to have, talk about sex outside of the sexual act, like on just a normal day you guys are maybe chilling on the couch you know you're talking you're just over i message you know you're sending messages back and forth you're talking on the phone you're on a date you know like in a non-sexual context it's good for you to bring for you to talk about you know things sexually so that there's that whole idea the performance anxiety is not associated with that because sometimes you know depending on what you're talking about, if you're talking about it during sex, it could change things. But if you're talking about it before or afterwards, maybe not necessarily right after, it can, it sinks more. They're able to listen and understand better where you're coming from and then put that into play when next you are sexually together. So it's a conduit. You just have to keep, you have to leave that door open and watch for context. But it always come from a place of, kindness and a place of love. I think that um, as Africans, we're very, our demeanor sometimes can be very judgmental, very, I don't know if, if you get what I mean, like just the way we talk, <laughs> can you, you, you also want to put in context, put yourself in your partner's shoes and how would you like to be spoken to about this?
0: Thank you, thank you very much for that um okay so you talked about masturbation in the last question and i wanted to talk about it because i'm a single mom there are other single moms who listen to the podcast and um a few months ago maybe like a few weeks ago i was just like Come on. We'll, you know we have all these like their moms or aunties sorry ma'am. you know who um were divorced or widowed and never remarried and it just kind of struck me that some of them probably like just never had sex again after you know they became single women, um, and I just want to ask like, can a woman turn off her sexual urges or her sexual desires? Um, but then also, what if she has like a high libido like I do, um, but doesn't have a partner or you know is trying to save herself maybe for her next uh, marriage? Um, what can she do in the meantime? to satisfy her desires? So two questions. Can a woman turn off her sexual urges? And two, um, if she does want to turn them off, what can she do to satisfy her desires if there's no partner involved?
1: I actually don't think that it's possible to turn off your sexual urges. It's like saying, is it possible to turn off your hunger for food? It's a part of you, it's an integral part of what you are. Um, you may choose not to listen to it, or maybe I guess the word is maybe you can choose to ignore it, but I don't necessarily think you can turn it off. I actually don't think it's possible for you to turn it off. Just the same way you can't turn off hunger. Um, I I understand what you mean in, in the context of um, like women who have been widowed, divorced, who are no longer who are who don't have a partner but again remember that your sexuality is yours first and then you choose to share it with somebody else and the whole idea of sex and sexuality it's all rooted in pleasure so i think that if we understand that we are entitled to pleasure and pleasure comes in many forms not just sexual you know you get pleasure from eating good food from dressing up nicely, from the things that bring you joy, you know, understanding those things. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily fair to subject a woman to a lifetime of no, should I say no sex or, um, of not having a way to express that sexuality or getting that pleasure because then they don't have a partner. because what masturbation does is it allows you to really connect with yourself to really understand you know like to feed that energy as well um for me i think that um you can still experience you know a healthy sexuality even if you're celibate even if you're um not without a partner and i think that's again where masturbation comes in now don't get me wrong a lot of people think when they think masturbation, they think of it just in terms of um, using a vibrator or using a dildo. But a lot, a lot of times what I even recommend is just using your hands, not necessarily even always just your genitals, but do you realize, Barry, that a lot of women, when they're not in, um, in, a, in a romantic relationship, one thing you miss out a lot on is touch. You don't especially at these times, like, I mean, I've I have friends who, um, they live alone and during this COVID, um, lockdown times, they've not literally not had because of social distancing, they haven't had a hug in months and that does a lot to you. So have you hugged yourself, you know, take your hands around your body and hug yourself, touch yourself, just show yourself love. And I think that's what masturbation is. It's literally just showing yourself love. And it's okay for you to experience that.
0: Thank you very much for that um, response. I will definitely be loving myself a lot more. Um, and no, I don't need any toys. I mean, toys help, but I will not be that. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of toys, but that's another story for another thing.
1: Oh, but it's not for everybody. And that's why I say that, like, you know, I try to break it, break down that notion that, you know, like self-love and solo sex and masturbation has to be in the context of toys. It doesn't at all, at all. You can choose to, but it doesn't have to be.
0: So um, intimacy versus
1: sex. Can you please
0: talk a little bit about both? Um, does one need intimacy for sexual satisfaction or to have a healthy sexual relationship? And must intimacy between a man and a woman include sex?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I'm asking this, though,
0: because of uh, there's some women who just don't have um uh high libido, you know, and um just find sex not off putting um, but they just don't have that desire as much as or as much as like the next person.
1: I think that um the idea of a high libido versus a low libido is one of the reasons why a lot of people are not having as much sex as they can or as they would have because we have taken it and put ourselves in a box. Um, Emily Nagoski talks about, um, you know, having a responsive sexual drive and a spontaneous sex drive. And I think that I always try to redefine that for a lot of the people I work with so that they, instead of putting yourself and saying, oh, I have a high sex drive and I have a low sex drive. It usually tends to come with the context of, you know, people with a low sex drive have a problem what a lot of people have is a responsive sex drive whereby someone with a spontaneous sex drive literally can be sitting down and watching TV and, or just sitting down and they just think about sex and they're like, Ooh, I want to have that. They don't need any physical stimulation. It's just a mental thing. It comes to them and it's quote unquote spontaneous. Someone who has a responsive drive needs, usually needs physical stimulus to kind of grow their sexual urges. So, For them to have desire, they might be, um, they might just be chilling and not really thinking about sex. And, you know, their partner comes and is like, oh, do you wanna have sex? And they're just like, no, not right now, actually. But then in the context of kissing and being physically intimate, they actually start to see that, oh, this is really good. Oh, I actually want to do this. Um, Obviously, this is, we're assuming that, you know, there has been consent, consent has been given. Now, when we talk about intimacy, and when we say intimacy versus sex i don't really think there's a versus here because they are sides of the same coin um intimacy is you know that it's the it's the core of any um relationship and good intimacy strong intimacy is the core is the heart of a really strong relationship you know it's that being deeply connected to someone being able to be free in that person it's that loving deep connection with another human being and sex is an expression it's like the physical manifestation of intimacy so if you look at intimacy as the emotional um as emotions then you look at sex as the physical so sex is a physical manifestation of intimacy you can't really you can't have one without the other almost you know like intimacy builds on leads to great intimacy leads to great sex and great sex leads to great intimacy you can definitely have um fantastic intimacy and not be having sex i mean like you said some people you can be married for one reason or the other um sometimes even illness will prevent you from having sex but you can be really intimate because intimacy is not building intimacy is not just physical you know it's emotional you you're being open honest with your partner you know your cultivating you're spending time together you're you know getting to really really be fully being present in each other's um in each other's lives and that leads to great sex but sometimes you can't have sex and sometimes you don't want necessarily want sex at that time but your intimacy is really strong but you find that the more intimate you are with each other the more um the more sex you would have and the better sex you would have. Um, It is possible to have um, sex and have, you know, okay sex without intimacy, but you really need to have that intimacy. Like you need to build your intimacy bank as much as possible so that like you're having like bomb, bomb, really bomb sex. And if you find that you're not as you're, you don't feel as sexual and you find that your relationship is fine. Like your intimacy is great then you want to ask yourself that what are the things that can make me feel sexual sometimes you know it's a hormonal thing you know with women it could be she could be on a type of birth control or just different hormones um her hormonal composition at that time could actually keep you from could just make you feel very um have an antipathy towards sex sometimes it's work life stress you know stresses are with your lifestyle that could be causing you to not be as sexual, even though you're really intimate with your partner so you want to look at it and understand that like sex is not determined just by you know your relationship your relationship can be good but you want to look at all other factors that could be affecting it because again you're you have to look at yourself as a whole
0: i definitely agree um i know i went to an event earlier in the year um where One of the speakers was talking about, you know, sex and marriage. And um, the truth of the matter is if you and your husband are having issues, more than likely your sex life is suffering. Definitely. More than likely. Um, I was going to ask about, you know, the high libido versus low libido in a relationship, but I think you've already talked about that. So we can end it here since I know you have other stuff to do, but there is going to be a part two where you answer some of the audience questions. I look forward to part two as well. Guys, she's going to answer questions about how to make time for sex. Um, how long is a good sex session? I mean, I feel like it should, doesn't have to be long. Quickies are nice too. <laughs> they are nice um how to get yourself in the mood um how to um have spicy sex while you have children or after you have children so she's going to talk about all of that and um, you guys should definitely wait until next week when we put out that episode yesterday thank you so much for this part one i look forward to our second
1: conversation thank you for having me this was a good conversation I'm, i'm glad i joined in thank you so much please tell
0: us where to find you online
1: um, you can find me on, on at That's O-L-O-R-I-C-O-I-T-U-S. It's one word. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All at oloricoitus. And the waist beads? Oh, and the waist beads is at Ileke, D-I-L-E-K-E-D-I. I think by the time this podcast is being published, our website will be launched. All fingers crossed by the grace of God, and that will be com. Perfect. Thank you very
0: much, Yesterday. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this first part of my conversation with Yesterday, aka Olori Coitus. Um, I hope you guys found it to be informative and would take some of the advice that she gave back to. Your partners, and if you don't have a partner, to yourself, it's really all about communication and loving yourselves and loving each other as well. Now, on to the discount that I mentioned earlier. Yesterday, I uh, mentioned that she has a waist beads brand. It's called Elekedi, and it's a luxury waist beads brand and body jewelry for today's woman. She also has stuff for men as well and they deliver all across nigeria and there's also international shipping available yesterday has generously decided to give the mommy oyoyo audience a 10 percent discount on any items of your choosing to get that discount you need to go to elekedi.com slash discount slash mommy oyoyo again that's com slash discount slash mommy oyoyo and the ten percent um off will be automatically in your cart after you're done shopping so i hope you guys take advantage of the sale it is available to the mommy oyoyo audience up until September 30th so definitely take advantage, you know, people wear waist beads, you know, because they're sensual. Some people wear them, you know, to track their weight loss or weight gain. Um, You can buy it as a gift for someone else if you know that they like waist beads. So I think it's something that's worth, uh, <laughs> worth looking into. I'm definitely going to get some. I will. It's not necessarily for anybody else's pleasure, but for mine. It's all about your pleasure, right? <laughs> so again, to get that discount, it's com slash discount slash mommy oyoyo. This um, website or the link is going to be in the show notes and on the mommy oyoyo website as well. So definitely check it out. Thank you again for listening and I hope you guys come back for part two of our conversation next week. I'm telling you, it's going to be muy caliente. Very, very hot. In that um, in that chat yesterday, ta- or oh, she answers questions directly from the audience. Directly from the audience. So you guys are going to want to listen to that episode. So see you guys next week. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend or day. I don't know when you're listening to this, but have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Oyoyo Podcast. Out of everything you could be doing, you chose to spend the time with me and I am truly grateful. Please follow us on social media at mommyoyoyo, which is M-O-M-M-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to send us feedback and suggestions that way or via our email at mommyoyoyo at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast on your favorite podcast players. Rate and review the podcast. And finally, don't keep this goodness to yourself. Share the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast with your friends, your family, your co-workers, and more. The Mommy Oyo Yo podcast. Sharing experiences of African motherhood. Mommy Oyo Yo. Mommy Oyo Yo. Mommy Oyo Yo. See you next time.